there are different facets of God's nature. We know God is a God of love, a God of mercy, a God of compassion. We know God as our provider, God as our healer, God as our deliverer. All of these, these are different facets of the nature of God. But it's interesting to see in the Bible that God declares about himself, he says, I am a jealous God. I am a jealous God. Now, jealousy for most of us, I guess for all of us, is, and for most of the time, is used in a very negative context. It's never seen as a good thing. You know, I mean, you, you don't, you're not proud to be jealous. And, uh, you know, we have all forms of jealousy, right from, you know, the kids being jealous of each other. And she's got longer hair than me and whatever, you know, all kinds of little, little things they're jealous about. And then we have jealousy in schools and colleges. Somebody gets better marks than you. I can run faster than you and all of that. And then we have jealousy in the workplace where, you know, he gets more pay than you or gets promotion faster than you, whatever. There's all kinds of things. But jealousy is never seen as a good attribute, as a positive attribute. And yet God says, I am a jealous God. There are at least six times, all of them in the Old Testament, but God says, I am a jealous God. Now, God is not jealous about you or about me. There's nothing in me that God needs to be jealous about. And I don't think there's anything in you that God needs to be jealous about either. So God is not jealous about us, but he is jealous for us. It's a big difference. He's jealous for you. He wants you. So in that sense, God is a jealous God. And let's just read two out of these uh, uh, six references that we find in the Old Testament. Where God says, I'm a jealous God. In uh, Exodus, the 20th chapter, verses 4 through 5, 4 and 5, God says, You shall not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them for I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. Interesting. He says, I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God. Then Exodus 34 and verse 14, speaking through his servant, he says, For you shall worship no other God, for the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous God. His name is Jealous. I mean, his name is Yahweh. His name is Jehovah Jireh. His name is, his name is Jealous. For he's a jealous God. Now, here's what I want to bring our attention to. All six times when God says, I'm a jealous God. It has to do with people, his people, worshipping other gods or idols or graven images. Always, in that context, he says, I am a jealous God. Meaning to tell us that God is jealous for us, not willing that any of us should give our devotion to something else. The devotion, the love, the adoration must only go to him. Amen? In Isaiah, the 42nd chapter and verse 8, he says, I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory I will not give to another, nor my praise to carved 
images. He says, my glory, I won't give to anybody else. And my praise, the praise that is due to me, I will not give to anything else. So that's what God's jealous about. He does not want us to cause the glory that is due to him to go to anybody else. The praise that we have to give to the Lord, he does not want to go to anybody else. He must have the preeminent place in our hearts and in our lives. Amen? He says, you will not bow down to anything else. Do not give my glory to anything else. To carved images. You know, it is very sad that in the church, many times, we are guilty of giving praise, maybe not to carved images, but to earthen images. I'm talking about other men and women that God uses to bless us. So if I don't worship graven images, it's very good. But how about earthen images, man made in the likeness and image of God? Sometimes we, the praise and the glory that has to go to God alone, we tend to give to earthen images. God uses them to bless us, wonderful. But the glory and the praise must go to Him. Amen? So we make idols of earthen images in our churches. And no wonder God says, I'm jealous about that. Now, some of us may say, you know, Pastor, I never, I never, I don't have any idols in my house. I don't bow down to any graven image. But idolatry in scripture is not just the worship of other gods or bowing down to other images. Hard attitudes equal idolatry. Hard attitudes, the affections of our hearts equal idolatry. In Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 5 the Bible tells us that covetousness is idolatry. It says, For this you know, that no fornicator, unclean person, or covetous man, who is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Anyone who's a covetous man, the Bible says, is an idolater. What is covetousness? It simply means to have an uncontrolled desire for something. And that desire so overwhelms you, so consumes you, that it makes you an idolater. So true, you and I may not have carved images, you and I may not have images of other things, but if there is covetousness in our hearts, it has made me an idolater. That means my affections are now gripped by something else instead of being directed towards the living God. Amen? Now, desire is not wrong. I mean, you better desire to pass your exam, otherwise your parents will have trouble. You desire, better desire to do well on the job so that, you know, you can meet the needs, uh, meet requirements there in the workplace. You better have those desires. Those are good desires. But the preeminent desire in your heart must always be towards God. Amen? And all other desires are there, but they are secondary. The most important thing in your heart must be, God, I love you above everything else. About my ambitions, about my dreams, about my greatest passions. God, I love you. If it's not so, then I'm I have become a man where covetousness has become an idol in my life. My desire for something else has made me an idolater. And God says, that's not allowed. I'm a jealous God. Another thing that deals with hard attitudes that, that we're just jealous about you find in James chapter 4, verses 4 to 5. James is writing to believers. He's writing to people like you and me. And he's saying, adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? 
Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously. So he says, friendship with the world is an enemy, makes me an enemy with God. And the Holy Spirit inside me, he yearns jealously. You know, so we, we know different facets of the Spirit of God. We know He's a Holy Spirit. He's a Spirit of wisdom. He's a Spirit of power. He's a Spirit of revelation. He's a Spirit of all these other wonderful things. But we don't talk much about Him being a jealous Spirit. Meaning a Spirit who is jealous about you and me. Saying, I want this person for myself. He yearns jealously. I want His affections to be directed towards me. Not towards the world. And therefore... As a friend of the world, I make myself an enemy with God. So this is a tension in the Christian life. Where you have to be in the world, but not of it. You have to engage the world, but not be consumed or captured by the world. Are you all with me? We have to engage the world. I mean, you are in your workplace, you're running your business, you're in your school, your college. You have to engage the world, but you're not captured by it. You're not captivated by it. Your heart is still intact, but Jesus is Lord. And he consumes your affections. God says, I am a jealous God. And what I want to bring our attention to this morning is simply to ask ourselves a question. You know, have I inadvertently, unconsciously allowed something else to become an idol in my life? None of us do it on purpose. I don't think anybody will go out there and say, okay, let me find something. No. None of us do it on purpose. Most often it happens unconsciously. You just get so busy with the things of the world. You get busy with life. You get busy with pursuing certain goals and ambitions and so on. And in the process, that so grips you that God becomes secondary. And that's a dangerous place to be. God says, I'm jealous for you. I want you for myself. Amen. We trust that this message was a blessing to you. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at contact at apcwo.org. Also, visit our website www.apcwo.org for additional resources. Thank you for listening and God bless you.